welcome to the very, very first unique drivel. I can't believe I've just said that, um, but I would love to welcome my amazing co-host, JT. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am doing really well on this. We're recording, what, 10.30 on Thursday oh, morning? I've been so excited about this all morning. I haven't been able to sleep. Have you actually? Been... Because your your late night videos and thoughts have become kind of a running thing now, haven't they? Like, you're doing this yes. a lot. Yes, they really have. Um, you know, I have my, 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 my best unique thoughts in, in the evening. Do you find you're more creative late at night? I'm very creative late at night. Yeah, that's when I kind of, but I think that's, and that's where I've learned to embrace my anxiety because my anxiety comes out more at night. But so I can either, you know, where I used to worry a lot about stuff, I've now turned a bit of a corner where I now let my creative side completely out. And sometimes, I mean, you know, your amazing fiance will inform you that sometimes the ideas are, will never be able to be amicable. Um, but they sound great. <laughs> a bit like that kind of singing in the shower logic, isn't it? Like it sounds great at two in the morning, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do a lot of my like, you know, some, some a lot of my planning. Um, you know, I schedule a lot of my posts um, for, for Unique Minds in the evening um, because I'm a lot more creative. And I think because it's quite quiet, isn't it? And it's downtime so as well. But yeah. yeah. I, I definitely find, we were talking about this the other day. I find it quite interesting to write late at night because I like the the feeling of being a bit more secluded. Everything's a bit darker and yeah. I, can, I can kind of focus in a bit better. If I'm writing a script or I'm, I'm working on a particular project that I find that that kind of seclusion and that quiet, I think it's the quiet for me. It's the noise that yeah. really does it. Um, yeah. Like, do you find in your, you know, the kids have gone to bed. Do you find it's like the better time to be thinking about stuff? Well, it's, it's weird you say better there because sometimes i mean and I, I i think i can speak for a lot of people here that do you know do battle with um, especially anxiety um is that sometimes the moment that the kids go to bed can actually be the worst time because you know now now yeah very interesting because now i have you know now i'm i'm a very i'm much more positive don't get me wrong of course i have my bad days and i have my bad nights but i i talk about those now um but i also i i, I also because i'm doing unique minds when i do have those bad thoughts you know like we were talking the other day how you know i plan things and i'm still quite like childlike in a sense and i have to plan things with a brainstorm so sometimes what i'll do now is i will brainstorm them those bad thoughts into paper and I get to use those then for unique minds and in the support. Um, but for some people, you know, when we put the kids to bed and then you are among your thoughts, um, it can be really detrimental actually. Yeah. That I suppose creating in a vacuum almost right where you're yeah. isolated. That can, yeah. that, that's, I think that's where it's so, it is so subjective. It is everyone kind of having a different approach because I yeah. certainly like, I've always been very comfortable in my own company. And I think that, definitely has been mm. informed by the fact that I'm an only child. You know, yeah. I, I grew up having to, you know, I spent a lot of time playing with Lego alone. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I, think I bet that, those creations were amazing though. Or they were objectively mental, but they, but they, but that's the thing is I had to be, I had to be comfortable in my own company and that's, that's informed how I create as an adult, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so, I'm so glad by the way that we're doing this. Can I just hit pause for a second? Because we've been talking for, I don't, I don't know if people know, our history and I don't know if people know I like how I feel like we should we should go with this yeah um, because I, 
We've known each other. We've known each other for a long time, and I think very long time. What's important, I think, for context here is that we've been talking about doing some form of this. I think actually, if you, if I, I mean, I might have maybe remembering this wrong. Before even Unique Minds come about, we wanted to host a radio show, didn't we? Thank you. Right last year, yeah. It wasn't because I was trying to remember if that if I'd made that up. No, (laughs) it was like a running joke that we used to even wind the kit up with, wasn't it? You know. Um, because I, I think she thought that she may be, you know, forefront of our jokes. Um, right, right. All the, all the, you know, maybe I think, I think what's happened with Kit is, and obviously I won't speak for her, but I think what's happened is she's actually now like gone the other way. She's really happy for you and I to be doing something really separate. Yeah. (laughs) So she's not having to be involved in the stupid (laughs) improv that we put her through every single day. Love Um, her. So, I mean, I'm looking over her right now and there was a little smirk that crossed it, you know. (laughs) So very self-aware. We have talked about her at least a little bit in, in, in this, in our very first pod, of course. She's helped us get here, you know? There's, there's a lot of, I think, because she's she's active in our in our admin chat and is obviously yeah. a, a critical decision maker when we're debating points and direction. Yeah. But it's also, yeah. it's just, it's so much of it is like, you know, you knowing that you can call her and just go, babe, can you organise this? And before you finish the sentence, she's already organised it. You know, yeah, hundred like, percent. Like uh, it's just, it, it's it's amazing. Plus, she I, she lives with me, which I feel like is uh, that in itself is a is a like a badge of honor that yeah. she that she has to go through living with someone like myself who is just she deserves a medal. <laughs> I, might, I might make her. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm allowed to be self deprecating here, but come on. <laughs> But you know you are you are special as well, babe. Yeah, in a very stressful way, I think. I think that's what we're getting at is that I because I'm 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 always on, baby. I you know I keep the glass <laughs> half full, baby. You know I, I think sometimes she's just like, well, here's something, and I'll bleep this, but here's something she I hear a lot is sometimes you know I maybe I maybe I get bored and I want some attention, right? And I'm just like yeah. I literally sometimes will just jump on her. <laughs> she's like trying to work <laughs> on her laptop, and I just leap on her back and. The okay. number of times I hear her then turn to me and go, with a sort of weary sigh, she sort of goes, oh, just f*** off online. <laughs> just go away. Just go play some video games, you moron. Um, <laughs> so, but, so there you go, a little window into our home life. But, um, oh, I love that. I love I, that. I think it's important for people to know how you and I know each other. Yes. Do you remember well, meeting me? I do. I do. No and- way. I do, and I, I, I feel so bad about it, actually, because the first time I met you was in drama class, wasn't it? Year 10. At year 10, and um, we were paired up in with Mr. Pope, um, who, you know, what a legend. Actual um, legend. Complete legend. Um, and and I, I, I remember, actually, that moment thinking, I'm such a person. How have I just realised this person is in my year? Because... Obviously, we had never, you know, the fact we were in year 10, but it wasn't like, you know, I was a newbie into the school and you was a newbie into the school. We had, no, we had no. been from year seven onwards. And, you know, there we are, year 10, you know, 14. And I'd never met you. And I mean, it was just wow. And I remember being so nervous, um, really, really nervous about being paired up with you. Um, and, you know, because I was quite, I know I was quite loud at school, um, but inside um, I was, I was a very sensitive teenager. Um, and, and yeah, I remember being really, really nervous and I can't even remember whatever it was that you come out with, but you just made me laugh and just, 
we just went on from there, didn't we? And it was great. And it was such a great little partnership when we got to pair up. It was just beautiful. But also really unlikely too, because... Really think, unlikely, I, yeah. Because I think you and I were kind of in, we were certainly in very different social circles, but also completely. because... I mean, I was very naughty, bunked all the time, never went to school. Um, I, um, which I regret, by the way, if there is anyone that is listening that does go to school, um, I wish that I could turn that around um, and I wish that I embraced it way more. Um, but um, yeah, I did bunk. Um, and But drama was the one class that I didn't. Right. Uh, yeah, when I got to do, when we got to, you know, pick our, pick our, pick our subjects, drama, I never, I never bunked a drama, a drama class. Just because you loved it, you know? I loved it. It was, it was kind of my release where I could kind of be someone different and my life wasn't my life. Well, the thing is, Zoe, that's, that's certainly how I felt about it too. But the thing yeah. is, because this is where, this is where this is so interesting because I actually don't remember specifically being paired up with you, but I do remember how I felt. I felt, oh. because I, I remember also feeling very nervous because um, up, up until that point, I was a very... I, you know, straight A student. I was at school yeah. every day, you know, but I had yeah. a very small circle of friends because I took myself very seriously and yeah. I, I didn't, through my own insecurity, I didn't have a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, I certainly wasn't able to laugh at myself. I mean, that was like a big no-no, you know, I, people yeah. made fun of me. I took it really to heart, you know? Yeah. And with a surname like Titmus, it's, it's ripe for, uh, <laughs> for poking fun because I yeah. literally have a boob in my name. But the thing is that, um, when I was there in that context, in that room, when I started doing drama, I actually went the other way. I felt like I could come out of my shell. I felt like I'd yeah. arrived. And I almost like, through the safety of playing another character, I was suddenly able to talk to girls. I was suddenly yeah. able to form friendships that I never thought were possible because I yeah. just didn't have either the confidence or the the, the social circles to mix in. So yeah. Then you put all of that together with you and I working together. While it might seem so unlikely on, at first <laughs> glance, actually, I, I, I credit you with certainly me becoming comfortable being able to talk to the opposite sex. And, oh, wow. And, and being able to... I've never talked about this publicly ever. No, we, um, and we haven't spoken about this either. No, because you were the first person outside of my immediate friendship circle who I was very close with. You were the first person I paired up with in a subject that I loved. Oh, wow. So that means I weren't such a dick when I was a teenager. <laughs> that, yeah, that makes no, me feel so all. good. Not at all. I mean, I was never a bully. And you'll, you'll have my back here. I was I was never a bully. I was just, um, I just tested teachers and stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I actually, yeah. I, I looked at you, it's funny actually you bring that up because no, I, I didn't think you were a bully. I actually looked at you as a bit of a kind of, a sort of Robin Hood figure because the people that you would pick, like get into arguments with in our year group yeah. were people that deserved it. Oh, that's good to know. Yes, they did, and I still believe that. Yeah, you, um, you would nice kind of. <laughs> yeah, you would kind of like. You would only. You wouldn't go after like people like myself who no. were kind of on the fringe of it. You'd be like checking people a little bit, and then of course, then. But then do you know? Yeah. Do you know why, JT? Because I think inside, obviously, you know, during you know in in Cavendish, um, that was me masking at my best. Let me say, let me say, you know, that was me real masking at my best and trying to put on this persona of this, this big, strong, you know, this big, strong, late young lady, um, because I was really bullied in primary school. Um, and I was not gonna, I was not going to do it again in, in secondary. Um, and, and yeah, and inside I was kind of one of those kids that 
felt bullied because I'd been there. So when it right. when I saw it happen in front of me, it really angered me. But because I was kind of a little bit stronger in myself and because I had the backing of, you know, I hung around with girls that, you know, did kind of, you know, were looked at as, you know, tough in a sense. And, you know, no one would kind of f with them in a sense, you know. Um, so we, we were never bullies, um, but we were definitely the ones that would call the bullies out 100%, yeah. And I, you know, in a sense, I'm a little bit proud of that. I maybe shouldn't have wound up the teachers as much. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you know, at one point, I mean, I remember jumping out a flipping window. Um, it was first floor, by the way. Uh, ground floor. Yeah, you weren't just, um, you know, you weren't a superhero at that point. Yeah, and I remember being so angry that I didn't get my bag chucked out to me in time because I wasn't even supposed to be in that lesson. Um, and, and because I had my makeup in it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, God, the joys of being 14. But right. you know what, as well, JT, I don't know if you remember this, but we were actually in the same English class, Mrs. Latif's. Yes, yeah, yeah, because I, yeah. I, I ended up going into Mrs. Russell's class, the, 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 that amazing American teacher. Yeah, she was, was so cool. She was just, I mean, just phenomenal. This is a woman yeah. who, to make us appreciate the timeless aspects of Shakespeare, she oh. would play rap music, hardcore, wow. you know, like um, straight out of Compton, really like intense stuff while we read Shakespeare to associate rhythm and modern music with classical literature. Like that yeah. is, that is, and, and then when we would do creative writing, she would play yeah. um, opera yeah. and, and classical music in the background to, to make us understand that you can be contrasting and creative at the same time. And it's just, yeah. she's, she's phenomenal. But I, I remember, I absolutely remember being in that class with you. Absolutely. And, and the thing that I want yeah. to point out with this, right, is that actually in that stage of my life, um, um, I was actually in a top set for something, <laughs> right? Now, the reason why I was in a top set for something is because actually, you know, I actually am quite intelligent. Um, you know, uh, one thing that I always struggled with was, is, you, and you know this, I put, you know, putting pen to paper and actually getting it out. But if you talk to me on a level, I can tell you what it is, the answer or whatever. Right. Uh, but, um, but you know, I, I just want to quickly put this out there as well, why this is on, on the pod, because I know certain people that, um, that, are, are, that may listen to this, um, is that, I massively went downhill, if you remember, from the sets that I was in in school. Um, and I, I know why that is. Well, I, I always thought it was so strange that you didn't jo join Mrs. Russell's class with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was because I started smoking weed. Right. Yeah. Um, and actually, from that moment, I mean, especially when you're a kid and you're smoking weed, it is the worst possible thing. And I, I mean, I think these kids think at the moment that it's kind of a cool thing to do or whatever. But actually, it really bloody isn't. And it frazzles your brain. And it's annoying now because, I mean, not so, I don't look at it annoying now like um, I'm not where I Because actually, right now, I'm, you know, exactly where I want to be in my life. Right. Um, but prior to that, um, yeah, it frustrates me because I would have done so differently in school. And I think I would have actually also um, done my coursework for drama and I probably would have got an A star for it. Yeah, that was the thing. Do you think that always held you back in drama was that your practical yeah. was always like it was, it was the written, yeah. It was the written. And that, that was the downfall of broke, a lot of people. And it broke Mr. Pope's heart as well. He was devastated about it absolutely devastated because he got to the point where he was like if you are if you're just going to turn up to the practical and you're not going to turn up to to the coursework then you don't turn up to either and it broke his heart saying it it really broke his heart saying well, it that's because, because knew, that was a man that he really knew what cared. A release it was yeah you know that that was that was a guy that who it wasn't just a nine to five for him this is a guy who, no. was, who was passionate yeah. and 
and genuinely invested in his students. Um, I I will sing his praises till the end of time. You know, he gave me my career. I mean, he, he, without question, without him, I would not be where I am today. Do you know, for me, what he gave me was the first male that I could trust up to that point that I'd ever met. Yeah. He had a powerful impact on me. Mr. Pope did very, very powerful impact. Um, yeah, we'll never forget that teacher. No, and I think that's to kind of look at where you and I were at in drama together now. While I had like, I had some amazing, a very small circle, but I had some amazing friends like uh, Alice Carter, Hannah Bennett's. These were were two very strong female personalities in my life that always had my back, but they were already in my social circle. So to then go into drama where suddenly I was like, uh, where where I would be largely ignored in the wider wider school community, in drama, I was like top of the list because suddenly people wanted to work with me because I had uh, that was yeah. my thing and to then same with Alice though Alice part of your group as well I wonder if Alice feels the same as what you feel because Alice was amazing at yeah. drama and she was also part of your 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 social circle um I wonder that'd be intriguing to find out how Alice felt at that time I, I really really want to know now. I do have I do have some plans to get her onto some drama. oh that'd be great yeah, yeah I, I would like to get her onto a podcast but where ultimately my point was going to be that just this mm. this idea of being paired with someone like you and for you and I to sort of find common ground in a shared yeah. subject um yeah. it's something I never forgot and I think when you fast forward all those years later when you know I I was lucky enough to meet kit and we started um uh, dating to realize that you were a cop like you know a shared friend it was yes, I mean, I, it blew I my knew. mind you know it, I, it's crazy right yeah I, I had absolutely no idea and when when we first kind of did that kind of across the road moment of like hey it's it was so weird it was very surreal it was um, so surreal but awesome yeah and it speaks to i think where we've ended up working together on this you know fast forward yeah. all these years later i mean what yeah. was it? we're now what it's 2020 so we would have been year 10s in 2004 wow yeah yeah we would have been yeah because we left in 2005 so with a bit of on the spot maths that i'm definitely going to get wrong uh i've known you for what 16 years that's crazy, JT. And you you are right, I think, that I think you are right on the number. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was a live fact check. Um, <laughs> I, I, we've never spoken about this. No. And I think that's what's so interesting for people to know that you and I, yeah. that despite the, the differences in background and despite the differences of where yeah. our, our lives went, that there's always been that moment where we've had each other's back in some yeah, form. Always. Um, yeah, always. And that, that's also is part of what we're doing here is that, you know, Unique Drivel, I think, is going to be this segue filled ever evolving chat between the two of us that... which we have all the time anyway <laughs> yeah we were I doing mean, this already right we were doing this already and we thought you know what people might just want to listen to some of the stuff we come out with because <laughs> um, also you know when, when you're doing a podcast it really is you know you can kind of lay in the bath and have your bath and you can do your washing up and put it on the side you can do whatever you can even run go and have a run um, and you know, listen to this pod while you're running. Absolutely. You know, yeah. wouldn't it be funny? You know, just running along the road and like <laughs> you're just literally in hysterics. So there's like people walking past you, thinking, "What are they doing? They're running and like run- laughing." <laughs> why, why are they laughing to themselves about their exercise? Sorry, I'm just I'm just listening to Unique Drivel. Check it out. I'm burning so many <laughs> calories and I'm having a great time. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly I, that. It's, I, I, you keep I... on running, guys. If you're running right now, <laughs> <laughs> keep it up. 
sweat come on ain't nothing to it but to do it <laughs> you know um, my friend uh, my friend Rocco listens to uh, Burley and Atit my spin-off podcast with a buddy of mine Adam Burley he listens to it on his commute to work in the car wow he, he puts it that's on his brilliant. phone that's a great idea gets it connected up to the system and he's just you know he, he listens to it in like 20 minute bursts you know 20 minutes there 20 minutes back that is a great idea. I just think it's wicked. So Brilliant. I think this is what we're going to allow, I think, with Unique Drivel is that it's going to be something that evolves over time, but also will, yes. it will always have, I think, a, a, a purpose. It will always have something where we go, okay, this is kind of our main topic for the week, even yes. if we allow it to diverge and go off into yes. other thoughts, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's something I really wanted to bring up with you for our first episode, which was that the video you posted yesterday. So we're recording this on Thursday. It's the 11th of June right now. Um, yes. You posted on on Wednesday the 10th um, a really genuinely thought provoking video. Now I didn't know you were actually going to do this. This it, I I really felt like a member when I watched this because wow. I uh, we hadn't had a chance to speak that day. No. And I know you had been thinking about this for a while, and we have yeah. talked about it, but I didn't know it was about to drop. I didn't know that was the day you were going to release. Yeah. And when I it was about uh, the importance and lack of conversation around men's mental health. Yeah. And and the importance of empathy in partnerships. Um, and I think you really, it really sparked my interest and it really got me thinking. So I, I, th I think that's exactly what it was there for. It really, I wanted people to think once after they watched it. Yeah. And I thank you for doing it because I think it's a conversation, much like the conversations you've had about supporting the support workers. You know, like yeah. getting support for the people that are supporting others. That's a, yes, a massive yes. issue that, that's still very prevalent today. I think what you touched upon with male mental health and the fact that, you know, we we don't talk. And I think no. that was a really interesting perspective you had there. And I, I wanted to ask you, like, where where this came from? What what actually started this thought process of I, I want to address this? Well, obviously, I, I, you know, you know that I've, I've connected with many people and I do I do speak to a lot of guys. Um, but also um, earlier that evening on, on, on the Wednesday, um, no, on the Tuesday, sorry, um, I, I got a call from somebody and they had said about watching Hollyoaks. And I knew I knew the statistics. I mean, the statistics on male suicide is awful anyway. And it is the biggest killer in the UK for men. Um, but I, I watched this episode and I mean, I haven't watched it in years. Um, and you know, for the storyline that you need to understand, you don't need to know, um, you don't need to have watched it weeks on end to get it. Um, it's power. It was powerful and it got me. And I thought, you know what? I can't wait any longer to talk about this. And it got me thinking about COVID, um, and a lot of these men that do battle with their mental health and sometimes work is their release where they can get away. Well, a lot of these guys right now can't get away and they are furloughed or, or whatnot. Um, you know, many are self-employed as well and maybe weren't going quite by the books. Um, you know, we all make mistakes. And, you know, I think a lot of people I know, some people that I've been talking to, you know, it's, it's a big lesson that they've learned now is that, you know, sometimes being legit in that sense um, is a must because when something like this happens, um, you don't have that proof of earnings. Um, and it has massively affected people. So I I thought it was time and I thought, you know what? And I, I also thought, you know what? I was It kind of made me look back on um, myself um, and that there may have been moments where I was, I've kind of been like, you know, a little bit on pressure. We right. all, I think most women have been. Um and pressure is a massive thing for men and 
men also don't talk. It was interesting because I was on a triangle the other day as well um, with um, one of our male members and um, I was talking about Unique Minds Men and that, you know, I'm just waiting to try and get a load of males on the team. Um, and he was like, I'm not sure that I would be able to open up to another man. Which then made me change my thinking on, well, maybe I don't need a load of men part of the team on Unique Minds Men. Um, and, you know, I, I was asking why. And he was like, because I just get laughed at. I couldn't I couldn't open up or man mm. up. And I watched this Hollyoaks episode. At one point, um, Darren, one of the actors, he's trying to tell his friend that he, has to, he, he thinks he's depressed. Um, and this guy is like, basically, the depression isn't real and you're not depressed. It's just life and you need to get on with it. <laughs> and that is that could have actually on 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 someone could actually be the last thing that anyone gets to say to them yeah because you're telling them that it's not real i um, mean it's the whole so you know then they you know they could possibly i can't handle it anymore i know for me myself last the last year you know when i when i left those, that doctor's surgery um and um i was told that oh you know someone to come and see you later i couldn't handle that answer right i physically couldn't handle that answer and for a man um, men, it's very hard for them to open up. One, they don't want to put, be a burden on on their partners sometimes. They don't want them to have to then worry about more stuff. If the guy's worrying about money and all that lot and the pressure of, you know, him providing properly, he doesn't want to then, or, you know, he might even get screamed at, you know, because there are some women out like, out there. And then you've also got, um, so you've got pressure with finances and then you've got uh, children's contact, contact right. with their children. That was a big part of what you were discussing, which I thought was so interesting because... I I too have a huge problem with the toxicity of man up and it makes me so angry and it's something that um if I ever heard being said to my son I would I would I would lose my temper because um it's okay for a guy to cry and um, man up I mean what does that even mean Yeah I have such a it, because it's so dismissive I think and it's so yeah. um it, it's sort of like <laughs> if if the if a guy is struggling to express himself finally does and then is told oh just take it on the chin and man up yeah what that shows is oh okay so when i the one time i finally decide to open up it falls on deaf ears yeah um and that i think is where you were able to empathize with your own experience you know you were at that mm. doctor surgery and yeah. when you opened up it fell on deaf ears you yeah. know and that i think was what it really resonated with me because i think there is so much around this conversation about expectation and mm. about how oh, well, because of your gender, your gender isn't wired to open up. Yeah. And I think that is, it's it's dangerous. And, yeah. and it's a very archetypal thought that needs to be disproved. It's something that it, it I think does. is, it's, it's something that I don't think rings true anymore as we've evolved no. as a society and, and our understanding of gender equality has evolved as well. You know, people, well, rational people's understanding of gender equality has evolved you know that we are you know um it's it it's something i've thought about a lot as well in my own life it, making yeah. sure that there's equal opportunity and there are uh, you know i treat people fairly and the same but that yeah. also is about giving people the same opportunity to open up and this is where i think there needs to be um and i wanted men to watch my video as well where if they didn't battle with mental health, that they were more open because I feel like, I mean, we were having the conversation the other day where I said to you that I, I, you know, a little part of me feels that the statistics may be so high because when I'm feeling depressed, JT, and I'm having a really, really bad time, I call one of my best friends or all my girls come and see me mm. um, and they make sure we're okay. And we, we release it. I, you know, I can slag off a partner when I, when I, when I have <laughs> 
I can, you know, it's true. Us women do do that. We do slag you off, guys, when we're when we're annoyed. We do release it. Um, it's fact. There's no woman in the land that I know that hasn't done it. Um, if she's if she denies it, she might be telling a porky. But we we get we we release ourselves like that. We will sit there and you know, I know me and my girls. I mean, we you know we've had moments where we've all probably cried together. Um, you know, and you know, so we can't. We're very open to that. Um, I think. Men, most men don't do that. There are some men out there that have great friendship groups and they can do that, but there are a lot of men that can't do that. Um, so I think that's another thing as well. I think also men need to be more open with each other and but, but make each other feel like they can. Um, talk about mental health more. Yeah. Check on your mates and ask them on a level, you know, don't always, because men have that kind of persona of always, you know, taking the piss and, you know, having banter and, you know, like, you know, it's, you know, men are very good at masking as adults if they're depressed. Yeah, and particularly using humour as a defensive tactic, yes. right? Yes. Uh, or, or rather yeah. to deflect a conversation away from something that's meaningful. Yeah. Um, I, I know that with, our, with I, I cultivate a very... Uh, close but very um supportive group of friends mm. and by choice you know i don't yeah i don't need to have 500 people in my life to no. feel to feel validated but also and i think you realize that within age i've realized that within age yeah that that definitely happens i think when you're able to disassociate as you get older with the mm. amount of friends you have on social media versus the friends you have in life that, yeah. that those numbers don't necessarily cross over and it doesn't matter no. um yeah. so i know that with my certainly with my close friend close male friends i'm able to very much speak to them one-on-one -on -one. um yeah. but i think in a group setting that becomes trickier because there's right. a a uh perhaps a slightly more a slightly more feeling of pressure for it to be a social gathering rather than a, a what will yeah. feel like group therapy right is right, that okay. when there's That's more voices perfect. when there's more voices involved we want to just crack on and, and, it, and it leans into that bit like well let's just get on with it you know but if it's one-on-one -on -one, we're able to talk very openly that's something at least i have in my life do you do you think do you think that it's something that you could possibly start where you guys start actually having open conversations like when you meet each other about how you're feeling and like do you think it's ever something that you could do yes and i think if, i do actually and i think if it's done in a way that uh, actually goes hand in hand with something we talked about earlier which is self-deprecation being able yeah. to laugh at yourself if yeah. if through humor which is normally yeah. the, de the deflection tactic right? right if through humor and being able to look at yourself and kind of laugh at yourself a bit not in a in a mean-spirited way of course but if you're mm. able to look at yourself and kind of you know the, the it's the classic thing of you make fun of what people do not what they are right yes you, you don't make fun of what people are what they look like or you make fun of the yeah. mad you make fun of the mad things that they say Right. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you're able to approach it from a, a slightly more lighthearted perspective, sometimes I think that can actually lower the shields a bit and can make you certainly in our friendship groups. We've ended up having very serious conversations, very meaningful, emotional mm -hmm. talks about each other because it yeah. started with us having a bit of a joke. You know, right. so I, okay. I, I think there is a, a, a okay. route there that could be taken and explored through, you know, with yeah. it. And it just needs the right personality. It needs the right person who's able yeah. to maybe who is able to laugh at themselves. And then it leads to more meaningful conversation. And I think as well, do you know what? One thing I think that um, men and, and women actually need, need, need to start doing is is I think we punish ourselves so much for the, the wrongs that we've done, I think. Right. 
And I think, but also we we struggle to deal with one thing for me that I've I've found, um, and I know a couple of people that I've talked to that are on their recovery journey have found is that once you own your flaws, and I mean by flaws, I mean you know bad traits, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just bad traits that we have. Um, and once you recognize them, I think it can get easier and it, it helps you realize who you are. But I think that the, the point that I'm trying to make is that I think not many people are trying to recognize their faults as well. And when you do have a mental health problem, um, we do have flaws, JT. We do. And, you know, like I, 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 I have I have many. <laughs> but you know what I think I think it's about recognizing it and I think you know one thing that I find um a lot of men and a lot of women do is with their mental health is they they do try and blame their their mental health and use it as an excuse for things right um domestic violence for example um you know if a man or woman hits um hits their partner um I'm seeing in a lot of cases that they're trying to blame it on their on their uh, mental health and that they can't control it. Um, Well, you know, the first time that you've done that, okay, I'll take that and go get therapy, go get help. Um, But the second time you do that, no, I'm sorry, JT. And 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 this is the thing that winds me up with, you know, why there is such a stigma because people, because it's such an invisible um, condition, uh, it's very easy to, pretend you have it <laughs> you know what i mean like and it really what, like as, as an excuse is that what you yes right, okay to yes. excuse behavior yes like right. I've been, a, a good friend of mine um actually is in a situation where um she she has um she has um she battles very much every day with her mental health um and her ex-partner the the she has a child with um and he will literally try and use his mental health and say that she is causing his mental health for her saying that it's not okay for you to talk to me like that or you know threat threaten me or these are the things that wind me up with you know this is where there's mental health and there's real mental health right and and you know i mean both genders do it um, but I think sometimes men may not speak out as well because they are worried about the fact if there has been aggression, um, they're worried about the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The judgment? The response and the judgment that they may get. But, you know, for me, anyone that I've spoken to that has been honest and, you know, and I'm very proud of, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to one guy that has um, been very open and honest about his temper. Um, and I actually salute him because, I mean, he will be listening to this, but I, I salute him because he's been so open and honest and he doesn't actually want to ever get to that point again. Because, um, because they've acknowledged it. And they've and acknowledged rather, it. They're, they're, yeah. they're, it's that oh. difference between like acknowledging something and excusing something. Yes. Right? And that's what needs to stop. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, you know, we, we've seen we've seen with a lot of our some of our, a lot of our members, you know, on the other side of it, um, you know, and I've been on the other side of it. I've actually had my mental abuse used, uh, not my mental abuse, my mental health used against me, um, and you know, I, I've been told that I've caused children mental health um, because of my mental health, and you know, so. It's just a difficult one. We've completely gone off subject here, by the no, way. No, we haven't, because this oh, is okay. this is exactly where it's coming from. It's that if if, if we're using, you know, uh, the need to man up as the excuse to not address fundamental problems, 
that very much is is in keeping yeah. with what you were talking so about. What, so what, I think what we've just discovered is that by what we would use as man up and woman up, can I just add as well, because there's both can be just as bad. Let me just make it a point that there are men out there that are getting seriously beaten, JT. And these men do not call the police like us women do. And they, they, and they do suffer in silence. And I can imagine that a lot of some of these guys as well that are in the statistics of suicide may have been men that have been going through domestic violence and they can't, can no longer go through it. Right. Um, you know, so we have to, we have to remember both, both sides on here, but man up and woman up means own it and recognize the fact that there are certain traits to you that are not okay. And until you, you know, we can go to therapy and um, I can say everything that I makes me sad and everything that makes me happy and pretend that I, you know, don't lose my temper and pretend that, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I, I can struggle, really, really struggle to see um, other people's opinions. Um, you know, I, I can pretend that I don't have any of these flaws um, but that means the therapy isn't going to work, JT. If you go into therapy and you are beat on your missus, right, she can help you. That therapist can help you. But she can't if you don't talk to her about it and talk about the feeling that you feel when you do it. Um, and, you know, you have and you have to talk about every little bit, the feeling, what, what went in your mind the moment you did it. The moment you, you raised that fist, what was you thinking? You have to get these out. You know, you have to get these out. Yeah, I, th I think that's I think that's a really good point, and I think it's also it does speak to that idea of uh, of honesty and being able mm -hmm. to uh, being able to talk because mm -hmm. if the thing stopping uh, a guy, for instance, from opening up is the fear of being emasculated yeah. and and not being and not being viewed as much of a man, I think yeah. that that in itself, once you get over that hurdle, you're then able to be honest with yourself and realize that actually, what's more important is my truth, not yeah. what people view me in terms of whatever being a man looks like yeah yeah so um I just yeah i don't think it's right i just i just think you know um it really is men are supposed to just be okay i mean just to be okay no one no one really thinks you know a man really battles with depression and you know it's weak if they cry they're not it's not weak it's actually really an amazing thing it's, and it's, it's a show of strength I think it's a show of massive strength, massive strength. Um, Zoe, I think we've just proven with this first episode as to why we're doing this. I, yes, I know. We really win. I have had this. Honestly, this has been such a pleasure. I'm so glad that we're doing this now. I realize, obviously, this is just our first episode. Um, I want to thank everyone at Unique Minds uh, for yeah. tuning in to this. Um, please share far and wide. Unique Drivel will be. Available on all good podcast services, Spotify, iTunes. Wait, wait. Uh, we want to continue these conversations. We'll have different guests. We'll have yes. all kinds of topics. This is just the start for you and I. And Zoe, thank you. Oh, for... I'm so excited. Zoe, thank you for letting me be a part of it. I wouldn't have it any other way. This is this is just a dream of mine. This is a dream, and I'm so excited. But I just can't wait to to see what happens with them um, with with the pods. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, um, I'm I'm off out now to um go and get some lovely donations and go and pick up for our deliveries for tomorrow for our amazing mental health NHS workers. See this this is where that's a really that's a really fun line to draw between you and me. You're doing something objectively like 
lovely and generous. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm definitely going to put some yogurt with my cereal today. <laughs> I just want to quickly add on this podcast, we will be doing this uh, these drop-offs every two weeks. Um, so if there is anything you would like to donate, i.e. fruit, um, cakes, biscuits, anything nice that may uh, make these amazing people, <laughs> superheroes, feel great and smile, um, then please message at Unique Minds inbox. I love okay. your formal voice so much. Yes. Um, I feel like I need to give her a name. Um, let's go with Brenda. Brenda. Hello, this is Brenda speaking. <laughs> There's a whole episode, by the way, where we do need to talk about you at the call centre. We do need to talk about oh, that. Oh, we do. In I've sales. got some really funny stories for that as well. Well, tune in. Tune in for episode two, where I interview yes. Zoe about her sales past. Yes, let's do it. Okay, well, thank you so much, JT. And thank you, everyone. We love you all. And remember, if you are battling, and this is the first time that you are listening to anything um, that is linked to Unique Minds, please know that we are here for you. We have an amazing team um, that are supporting many, and and we have lots and lots of room for many more. Um, and if you don't want to join the group um, because you don't want anyone seeing that you join the group, um, you know, and know that you may be battling with a bit of um, mental health, then please message into Unique Minds inbox. It is a private page. Um, and it is a private inbox where you can get immediate support um, from a team member. Um, so, yeah, sorry, JT. I just wanted to put that out there um, and just let people know that we are here and there is a group of for Unique Minds. Brenda is back. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Zoe. Yes. You actual legend. I f love this. I can't wait. Can we do this every week? Yeah.